Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Opinion Line on Quartz 96 FM. It was around this time last week I was talking to Jamie, uh, Jamie Good, and he was telling me about his little boy, Teddy and about how he, Jamie, has donated a part of his liver to Teddy, because uh, Teddy has a number of complex medical conditions. Thankfully, Teddy is on the road to recovery now, although he's got more surgery ahead of him, the little mite. But they have a GoFundMe, and it's great. The GoFundMe, actually, for the expenses incurred by the family is now on nearly 60,000, just over 60,000 euro, which is fabulous. But Jamie was telling me all about the diagnosis and the surgeries and his experience and Teddy's experience and the whole family's experience. And in the course of that, he was telling me about how the Irish Air Corps stepped in a number of times to help Teddy get to where he needed to be. The first time was for what they called a Kazai procedure. We flew to Leeds for that during the whole pandemic. Um, the Irish Air Corps took Teddy over because with his heart condition, they had to fly the plane at a low altitude to keep the air pressure uh, at the right levels for Teddy. Wow. Um, so that was great. Thanks to the Irish Air Corps for that. Um, so I flew to Leeds and we'd done the Kasai procedure. He spent uh, two weeks, three weeks in Leeds. We did as a family. The Irish Air Corps brought Teddy home. And it looked like the Kasai was working. Um, but as time progressed, it just showed that it, it wasn't. So then we had to look at the alternatives. Um when we first went for assessment in Belgium for the liver transplant, he actually turned one in Belgium while we were there. Okay. Um, myself, him and his aunt went over because my wife was pregnant at the time. She got on a flight, being 36 weeks pregnant. Yeah. So he was he was one. Uh, that was no, November, December, just gone. Yeah. Um, we went back in January for another assessment to check his heart. And all of that was facilitated by the uh, Air Corps. So we thought, they thought at the executive research desk of the Opinion Line and Cork's 96FM, wouldn't it be great to be able to talk to the Air Corps? Wouldn't it be even better if we could talk to someone in the Air, in the Air Corps who'd actually been with the family on one of those missions? That's exactly what I've been doing. Well, Commandant Peter Smith, Teddy's dad, Jamie, could not have been louder in his praise of the Air Corps, uh, yourself and your colleagues. And it's marvellous to be able to talk to someone who actually flew that mission uh, with uh, Teddy Good, baby Teddy Good. Tell me about it, Peter. 
Um, well, for, firstly, PJ, thanks to you and your team for having me on today. And yeah, it's, it's absolutely my pleasure to, to talk about um, this mission and uh, some of the work we do in general in related to this area. So, um, yeah, thinking back on that mission, I remember it well for a number of reasons. It happened in early 2021 um, when we brought Teddy and, and his parents over to Leeds. And the reason that sticks out is because, as we all remember, um, that was right in the middle of the pandemic. And um, it was great for us as an Air Corps to be able to carry out that mission because at the time, normal commercial traffic wasn't there. Our own operations were affected by, by COVID and everything else. So the chance to, to engage in this Air Ambulance mission was, was fantastic for us. So um, the mission itself, I guess from our point of view, it was quite straightforward in that it was to transport Teddy um, some members of the medical team and his parents to Leeds, Bradford. So for us, that that's quite straightforward. We're, we're very lucky in that the, uh, the aircraft that we have here in the Air Corps um, across all the fleet, uh, there are five different types which we can configure into an air ambulance um, setup as required. So I can speak obviously of the of the aircraft I operate, which is the the Learjet forty five, uh, which we operate within one hundred two squadron. And we've actually transported Teddy on three separate occasions. But the first time was with my myself in in the Learjet and our crew. Mm. And yeah, we we they they arrived into Baldonnell on the morning. I think it was the twenty second of January. Uh, if if memory serves, it was a cold, crisp morning. Uh, the temperatures were down. But, but all very flyable. Um, Teddy arrived with his with his parents and the medical team, and yet we were able to to transport them over to Leeds Bradford for onwards to transfer to the hospital and for for the for the specialist treatment that Teddy needed. So, yeah, it, it stands out because we, we conducted that mission really in the height of the pandemic. Uh, it, it was really great for us as well to be able to to do that uh, as part of our. You know, day to day. I understand that it is what they call a low altitude flight. A particularly skilled mission, would you say? Um, yeah, to put, to, I suppose to put that in context, just not, not to get too technical on it, but, but, but most of your listeners will, will probably have experienced on a flight that um, in order to keep, when you fly on an aircraft and it flies up quite high, you know, maybe into the 30,000, 40,000 feet range, uh, in order to keep the, the atmosphere livable, shall we say, the aircraft has to be pressurized. Um, so normally if you were flying on your commercial aircraft into Europe um, up at 30,000, 40,000 feet, the cabin altitude where you're sitting would be up somewhere between four and 6,000 feet. Well, so that puts a bit of extra stress on the body in terms of breathing and um, the way your body processes oxygen. So what we try to, what we can do uh, in the Learjet is that we can keep the cabin down at sea level. So in other words, we manually control the pressurization within the cabin and we can keep it down at sea level. So that on the flight over to Leeds Bradford, we were able to do that for Teddy. That meant then that his body, his little body didn't have to work any harder than it would on the ground outside the aircraft so I, I suppose from the, from the pilot's point of view I, I won't oversell it, it we, you know it's not um, it's not overly difficult for us to do that it just means normally something that's handled automatically by the the, air, the aircraft's pressurization system we take manual control of that and we ensure that it's kept down at sea level to, to, to take that little bit of extra pressure off Teddy and also the medical team who are looking after him so yeah that's that's one of the great things we can do in the Learjet and, and some of our other aircraft types as well um, to, to, to make it easier for the patient and the medical team. So that's, that's what would have happened on that day as well. Would you do a lot of medical missions, Peter? 
Yeah, I mean, over the whole Air Corps, I, I, I can speak at squadron level and um, working within the squadron I work with, the Learjet 45. Um, it, it, it's not our primary uh, role, but it's certainly something we do engage in. And I suppose over the time I've been in the squadron, we, we do maybe six to 12 a year, depending on frequency. But that, that's just one squadron. If we look at the Air Corps as a whole, um, we've got five different aircraft, aircraft types that can be utilized in the air ambulance role, two helicopter types and three. Uh, fixed wing as we call them or, or aeroplane types so um, on the helicopter side yeah, we have um, what we call the, the Airbus uh, military EC-135 uh, smaller type aircraft which uh, can do uh, carry a stretcher but, but more significantly I guess in terms of ops we have the uh, Leonardo 139 medium sized helicopter and where that would really come into play is our emergency air medical service based down in Athlone, which has been running for over 10 years now and provides uh, basically an airborne emergency ambulance service yeah. uh, to uh, people who would need it, who where road transport just wouldn't be fast enough to, to get them the treatment and the care that they need. So, so that's, that's, that's a huge, uh, that's, that's, that's a huge part of what we do, certainly on the rotary side, on the fixed wing side, the, the, as I'm involved with the Learjet, yeah. uh, we have two other aircraft, types, the P- Pilatus PC-12 with four airframes, and we have the CASA Maritime Patrol Aircraft CN-235s, and again, all of those can be configured for the air ambulance role, and, and, and we do see a, a, a fair amount of activity in that area. Uh, in recent times, you will have seen in the media that we've been involved in, in um, helping out, I guess, with, with uh, personnel over it, from Ukraine, essentially. Yeah. There have been media stories on that where we've, we've provided medical assistance in terms of transporting people to Ireland for necessary treatment. And other than that, yeah, we do a lot of um, on the on-island stuff within Ireland would be handled a lot by the helicopters. And then the off-island, uh, you know, over to the UK and, and sometimes into Europe would be handled by the fixed-wing aircraft. And that would be for people who need specialist care, possibly transplant patients when an organ comes up where, you know, speed is of the absolute essence, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how quickly can you, if you know someone needs to be somewhere, how quickly can you have an aircraft ready? Well, I guess um, I can speak about my own squadron, firstly. Um, probably from the time we're aware that, you know, there's a mission, we can be airborne, roughly speaking, within two hours. You know, wow. that's that's with having having the crew available and, and the aircraft ready to go. But we can we can configure the Learjet from basically a, a passenger setup to an air ambulance setup in about an hour and then build in a little bit of time for, for just the necessary flight planning and stuff like that. So, yeah, generally speaking, we, we have turned it around in that we've from the time we We've had a call um, that we've been airborne within two hours. Now, that's just the Learjet. You, you take into account the air ambulance service, or sorry, I should say the emergency air medical service down in Athlone. They're on constant standby. So, you know, I think they can be airborne in, in a matter of minutes from the time they get a call. And that's that's their primary role uh, mm-hmm. down there in Athlone. When, when you filled out your, your application form as a young fella to join the Defence Forces, the Air Corps. Did, did you ever see yourself at this level flying missions like Young Teddy Good? You know, it, it's a great question. Um, it's, it's it's a fair few years now. It's 17 years since I, or, or even longer now, since I filled in the application form. And I suppose reflecting on it, you know, you obviously when, you, when you're looking to enter into a career in, in the Air Corps and you, and you do your research, you, you know, you look at the roles that, 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 that are involved and the jobs you might be involved in. But you're just, at the time, I suppose, to a certain extent, you're reading them out and you're kind of learning them off. It's, it's only when you actually experience it that you get a real 
you, you have a real world understanding of what it is you're involved in. So I, I guess for me, that's how it was. I, I knew that was would hopefully be part of the job one day, but it, it was effectively, I suppose, it's, it, my real introduction to it was when I started flying on the Learjet six years ago. And uh, yeah, when you, when you do your first air ambulance, it's, it's an amazing uh, thing because, you know, it, it's a job that, generally gives us really good job satisfaction um but when you get to be involved in something like that where you have a directly positive impact on, on you know members of the community and, and and people you look at that could be your own family uh, it's it's yeah it's it, it's an extra added dimension in terms of the job satisfaction just about to say to you like is it it must be very personally rewarding to to know that you've played a part in maybe turning someone's situation around or you know helping them through a crisis it must be very personally rewarding well, look, absolutely. I mean, I speak not only on my own behalf, but on behalf, I get, I'm sure I can speak with confidence of everyone currently serving in the Air Corps that, yeah, when you're involved in these missions and you do get a sense of the positive impact that you're having and where you're able to utilize your training and your experience and, and the resources that you're provided with, you know, just to have that real world impact for these families um, like Teddy uh, and, and his parents. Um, yeah, it, it does. It does give that, as I said, added uh, dimension of job satisfaction. And, yeah, you know, it's 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 one of those ones that you know you remember all of the air ambulance missions in some way shape or form we, we do a lot of flying here and it's and, and it's and it's all interesting and 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 uh enjoyable in its own way but, yeah. but those missions stand out they really do and and they're the kind of thing that will stay with you for the rest of your life there's, there's no two ways about it it's an interesting career for a young man or woman i know the defense forces recruiting at the moment would you recommend it as a career choice peter I absolutely would. Yeah, uh, as I said, it's it's. I joined in two thousand and five, so that's seventeen years ago. Qualified two thousand and eight, and it's it's a career that you know I, I I don't regret a day of it. I every day is it brings a new challenge, brings variety, brings um, you know an an area of interest that you mightn't have seen before. Uh, you you yourself are, are required to keep developing, keep progressing, and and uh, you know keeping yourself up to speed. Not not only from the aviation elements, but as you progress through the ranks as well and, and take on extra responsibilities. But yeah, I, I, speaking for, for myself, I can say that it's, it's a career that has given me so much in so many areas. And yeah, it is, uh, it's great to be a part of a team here. Like I said, with, with the air ambulance, I need to be careful not to, you know, it, it is a team effort yes. right from the, the, the technicians who get that aircraft ready and refuel it to the air traffic controllers who process the flight, flight plans uh, and then to everyone involved from the medical staff. So, so to be a part of that team, you know, it kind of gives you, you know, when you, when you look for a job and you go, well, what would I like from a job? It kind of, it ticks a lot of boxes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very... That's something else we might not think of, actually, is that, you know, there's a whole, a whole lot more to a mission than just the plane on the runway. Like, there's, it's an enormous effort. It is, it is, and I mean that's what we're set up for here. Though we're, we, 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 as an as, a, as an air corps, as, as part of the defence forces, you know, we, we stay in a state of readiness um, in terms of having people available, equipment available. That that's our goal. So that when we do get tasked with a mission, whether it be an air ambulance or or, or, or some of our other roles, that you know we are as ready as we can be. But yeah, it, it absolutely it's it's it, it takes in so many different aspects to, to 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 get a mission like that. Excuse the pun off the ground. 
around. Um, yeah. and, and, and I, you know, the medical crews, we have to li- we liaise with the HSE and the ambulance teams and the medical teams travel with us, you know. So there's a, there's a huge amount of cooperation and communication required to make all that happen. But as, as, as you can, as we've said, it's, it's, it's more than worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you very much for your time today. Uh, thank you for your service uh, at the Air Corps, you and all of your colleagues. And I think it was because when we spoke to Jamie, he was so enthusiastic about uh, your role that you played in, in Teddy's story that we need, we wanted to get one of you to talk to us today. And we're so glad that you did. Thank you very much, Commodore Peter Smith. Oh, PJ, my pleasure. And um, yeah, thank you again for, 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 for giving us the chance to speak. And, and I wish um, Teddy, uh, Jamie and Sheila all the very best. Uh, I hope everything goes well for them. And, and of course, all the, uh, the other families that we've been able to help through the years. And, and, and hopefully we'll be able to help a lot more as we progress. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's Commandant Peter Smith of the Irish Air Corps. These guys are the best in the business. Our thanks to the uh, our Air Corps Defence uh, Air Corps Press Office in helping to contact someone who was actually on the mission with Teddy. Thank you for that. Courts ninety six FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.